In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available in both the public and private sector and we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world we'll cover everything military from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder to navigating government programs dealing with family issues to the struggles of deployment along with being a working mother both in and out of the home this is military mom talk radio and here are your hosts sandra beck and robin boyd Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we've got some just wacky news this week, Robin. Good, bad, <laughs> indifferent, but a big week for the military. I guess so, yeah. It's been, um, there's always a lot going on, though, and that's what's so exciting, because there are so many military groups that share their news, and that's one of the beauties of our show is that we're able to find a whole lot of news and information and hopefully get it to a whole lot of new people. Well, you know what I read this week that just blew my mind literally <laughs> is that the Navy finally figured out that the um, there's a guy in um, Ports, from Portsmouth, New Hampshire, not far from you. Uh, how about that? How about that? We always have these great New Hampshire stories. Now I got the great equalizer. Um, he actually set a fire that caused $400 million in damage to the nuclear-powered submarine. I think it was the USS Miami, the attack submarine. Submarine, so he could get out of work early. There's a lot going on in that guy's soul, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, boy, you know, you could have a headache. You could, you know, have a family emergency. No, we're just going to set fire to a submarine. I know it. This facility over here, uh, the uh, naval um, base, the Portsmouth Naval Yard, has been huge. Even back when my dad uh, was in the Marines in uh, World War II. So there's quite a lot of history to the Portsmouth Naval Yard, but we didn't need to add that to our history. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, I guess he was anxious, so he grabbed his cigarettes and a lighter, walked up to the bunk room, and set some fire to the rags on top of the top bunk. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I guess he was getting anxious over text message exchange with his girlfriend about a man she started seeing. It wasn't even the work-related stuff. Wow. Isn't this funny that you're from Los Angeles, staying in New York, and you get the news from Portsmouth, New Hampshire? (laughs) Well, you know, I just love to look for stuff on New Hampshire because of you, especially if it's, it's, I mean, it's not funny. It comes out of our taxpayers' dollars, and we're glad that nobody was hurt in the fire, but still. That's right. Yeah, that and uh, actually I haven't read the paper in a couple of days, so I guess I missed that one. I missed that. One. It was all over AOL and it was like, you know, the submarine fire 
set intentionally so worker could leave early. And every time I saw it, I just, it's so inappropriate, but I would start to chuckle going of all the things to do to leave early for work. But I suppose, and you got to admit, if you're in a submarine, if you've ever been on a submarine, you know, uh, if you have any kind of claustrophobia, you're just dead, (laughs) dead in the water, I was going to (laughs) say. Because it's just very, very tight quarters down there. So if there's something amiss, it's going to go throughout the whole ship in a second, I would think. Yep, $400 million worth of amiss. Wow. Well, I hope he's... um, I hope he's in good hands now. Well, he could could face up to a lifetime in prison and a $250,000 fine. Uh, So we'll see. That's a tough one to to go. So what what good news did you find on the web this week, Rob? Well, I've got a couple of things that I I just wanted to share with everybody. The first one is an event that's coming up on August 25th, and it's down in Crown Arena. Uh, It's going to be at the Crown Arena, I was going to say, in Fayetteville, North Carolina. It is uh, a program to, well, I should say it is an event to help support programs that aid in suicide, PTSD, and combat stress-related difficulties. It will be an Operation Outreach Barbecue Cook-Off, and in the evening, they're going to wrap up the event with a Warrior Jam concert. Now, the funds raised from this event will go to support Patriot Outreach Programs and the Family Readiness Groups at four nearby bases. One of The first one is Camp Lejeune for the Marines. It's Fort Bragg for the Army, Seymour Johnson for the Air Force, and the uh, Norfolk Naval Station. So they're expecting over 5,000 people to attend the event and that they're, they've got some um, pretty – I don't see who is performing, but if you want more information, I would direct you to um, – I found it actually from our first guest's website, thankyouforyourservice.us is where I found this information. That's such a and great then, site. Oh, it's awesome, and I can't wait to meet Bob, who's going to talk to us a lot more about it. And speaking of Camp Lejeune, the uh, Blue Star families are rooting for their own Sergeant Jamal, and I hope I pronounced his first name right, Herring, who is on Team USA Boxing, and he is in the Olympics right now in London, and his first match is tomorrow. He is competing in the men's light welterweight division. And if you want a little more about uh, Sergeant Herring and our Team USA Boxing uh uh, team, you should go to nbcolympics.com slash athletes, and then you can find information about uh, Sergeant Herring as well as the whole team. Now, I'm sure that there are other websites for um, the Olympic teams. That just happened to be the one that uh, the Blue Star families posted for us to learn a little bit more about um, about their their guy. Yeah, I think that's so exciting. It is, they, and the Blue Star families are just so proud. They, they're just, they're just all over it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're cheering on for his first match tomorrow. We wish him well. Yeah, that's so exciting. I'll have to, we'll have to tune in and watch him box. Exactly. 
Um, I found something else too, Sandra, from the Military Spouse magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, this happened to be on our um, on our Facebook page, by the way. And if you haven't been to our Facebook page, please find us on Facebook at Military Mom Talk Radio. Uh, Military Writers is actually looking for some uh, people to write articles for them. They're uh, looking for people to submit writing samples with military life theme, 400 to 600 words. And for consideration, please uh, send your sample to Erin at millspouse.com. And this week, they're looking for Air Force spouses specifically, and they will be uh, accepting s- submissions from other branches in future weeks. But this week, uh, they are specifically looking for Air Force so that's that's a that's a bunch of the news that I found. That's really good. I mean, I think you know, especially those writers. I know um, to put a call out like that is really great because it gives people who might not be published a chance to really get out and in front of people. That's correct. They, uh, as I say, they posted on our Facebook page, so you could find them on their Facebook page or go to ours, and you'll see the post. So. Yeah. I should also say congratulations to my son. I should spiff up my my speaking voice because my son is now a staff member at New Hampshire Public Radio. Wow. And he's going to have one of those hushed voices, I'm sure, that public radio always has. (laughs) So I'm going to have to not be my cackly person anymore. I'm going to have to really kind of brush up on my my broadcasting voice. (laughs) That is great. That is great. Hey, you know what? I just got a note in from one of our listeners. She sa- she sent me a link to this Army Spouse Competes in First Medal Event of London Olympics. So oh, we have a Jamie Gray, wife of a U.S. Army Marksmanship Unit shoulder, um, sorry, soldier, competed in the women's 10-meter air rifle June 28th. Oh, She's wonderful. a two-time Olympian. So way to go, military mom. We have a lot of people over there, so rooting for them all. And I'm, it's, it's just nice when you have a name that you can be cheering for, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, in a picture, she's cute. She's in her little shooting outfit with her big rifle and her, you know, cute little blue hat. We like that. Oh, that's really great. And what is she, what is she competing in? Uh, marksmanship uh, for, let's see, what kind of... Good girl. Yeah, she's, um, uh, well, I guess the Polish lady won the silver medal and followed by the bronze China one, but she's a two-time Olympian and uh, in her second consecutive Olympics. Wow. So, yeah, she was one of the first medals of the London Olympic Games. Wow. Congratulations. That's wonderful. Yeah. Have you had a chance, did you see the opening ceremony, have a chance to watch much of it? a little bit of it. I got to mm. tell you, I was distracted by the dancing Lincolns. I don't know why they bothered me so much. I don't know what they were doing there. It didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I loved when they had um, the queen, you know, jump out of the, or the fake queen, jump out of yes. the airplane with the, uh, you know, 007 music. Um, I thought it was an amazing amount of people on the field. I was more amazed at the, just the sheer number of performers on there. This is spectacular, and I got to say, you know, it's really overwhelming when you stop and consider all that goes into putting on an event. We've been caught up in watching uh, a PBS 
series called Queen and Country. And talk about a remarkable person. Queen Elizabeth is just an amazing lady. And of course, now with her Diamond Jubilee, there's been a lot, um, a lot about her. And this particular series was wonderful. Yeah, but, but I got to speak- tell you, I was disappointed in the American uniforms, the American swimsuits, the well, U.S. Been swimsuits. A lot of flack about that. Yeah, they're awful. You know, I was a college yeah. swimmer. I went to you know swam from the time I was five till my freshman year in college, and they look like off the rack Adidas, you know, Avena, whatever the brand yeah. is, and they're boring. Like the swim. Suits, they were blue. It's like, come on, we need some red, white, and blue. You know, that was, I was really disappointed. I think there's been a lot of flack about it, and it's too bad because, unfortunately, uh, once the once the event comes, how much you can do about the uniforms? Sam, we're up for our break already. On the other wow. side of the break, we've got Bob Calvert, the founder and host of Talking with Heroes talk show program, and his mission is to honor and support the military and their families by sharing their untold stories of the work they provide worldwide. Bob believes America has a right to hear their stories and our military personnel has a right to be heard we'll hear all about it in a moment in dealing with the system keeping the home fires burning well that's what we're here for it's military mom talk radio with sandra beck and robin boyd and we'll be right back after these information is power the power to change your life So be here for Education to Excellence. Some of the most valuable information you may ever receive will be shared with you 7 p.m. Eastern every Tuesday night with Education to Excellence with your host, Bruce Beichman. You'll benefit from insightful shows featuring guests that are proven experts in their field. Little known facts on how to improve your health by making one very simple change in your morning routine. If you're a high school graduate or working adult and a bachelor's, master's, or doctorate degree from an accredited college would change your life, you won't want to miss this. Education to excellence. Shift your career into high gear without ever attending a traditional college class. Learn investment strategies from proven experts who have a track record of helping normal individuals build abnormal wealth. Check out their website, education2excellence.com. Then join us for the show, Education to Excellence, with your host, Bruce Beichman. Tuesday nights at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific on toginet.com. Fertility is an extremely personal subject. Tune in Monday nights at 9, 8 Central for the Fertility Forum with infertility psychotherapist and expert Phyllis Martin on Toginet.com. This is the show about infertility, gaining support, and information. Phyllis will assist you in navigating the disappointments and decisions that often accompany the difficult journey from diagnosis to conception, pregnancy to parenthood. She is passionate about her work and is an expert in the donor egg field bringing both her personal and professional experience to all she does. Ms. Martin has extensive experience in helping patients cope with infertility, pregnancy loss, adoption, surrogacy, miscarriage, pregnancy termination, and creative family building. She knows what you're going through, and she's here to help. It's the Fertility Forum with your host, Phyllis Martin, Monday nights at 9, 8 Central on Toginet.com. Put a boot in your ass, it's Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. 
It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Welcome back, everyone. This is Robin Boyd with Sandra Beck, and we are enjoying summer. I hope you are, Sandra, because summer is just uh, a great time to get together with family, and I know a lot of people do do some traveling over the summer, but I got to tell you, when you talk about traveling, our next guest really takes traveling to the nth degree. We're going to meet Bob Calvert. He is the founder of Talking with Heroes. Uh, it's an online talk show program that gives military personnel an opportunity to share about the positive work they do worldwide. Bob, are you with us? Hi, Sandra. Hi, Robin. Hi, Bob. Welcome. So glad you're here. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad that you have me on. I think it's funny you start out about the traveling part. I'm about ready to get in my daughter's car with her family, taking me to a doctor's appointment. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to be traveling while we talk. That's perfectly fine. This is mother military mom talk radio, which is just a part of motherhood talk radio, and we have done everything on the air, I'll tell you. Okay. <laughs> uh, first of all, I want to know and share with our listeners a little bit about what was the inception of TalkingWithHeroes.com. Well, it actually uh, began... Well, it goes back to my, I guess, my daughter. Um, mm-hmm. I raised her by myself, single parent, back in Kansas City. And at 18 years old, as a senior, she had met a young man, Keith. And I remember seeing him one time in a uniform and knew that he was going in the Army right after graduation. Mm-hmm. Little did I know that my daughter might be doing the same thing. And that's what happened. Totally took me by surprise. I remember sitting in the recruiting office in Kansas City thinking, oh, my gosh, now what do I do? Parenting had just changed, and I didn't have yeah. any idea. Uh, I had never been in the military myself. Uh, my dad's a World War II veteran, but, you know, I was a baby. And um, my brother had been in the military uh, when he was younger, the Air Force, but I wasn't around then. Now he's back in the Army. He's been deployed, and, you know, it's that. Anyway, she went in the Army. He was in the Army. They uh, ended up at Fort Riley together, and I ended up pretty much walking away from household furniture and moving myself to Junction City, Kansas, about two years later. And wow. uh, I haven't looked back. But God is a way of just kind of changing your life, giving you a new mission in life. And uh, I think the first group of soldiers, when they came back from Iraq, um, I was the only civilian in the building I was living in, and they talked a lot about how upset they were about the reporting that they would see on the news. They didn't see anything good that they had done over there, which was a lot. And then another gentleman from uh, 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 Fort Hood, actually Fort Bragg, Special Forces, he had suggested that I felt time to help for our talk show. And I don't know where you both were at when you started the talk show, but I had never done anything like it before, didn't have a clue what to do, and, you know, just got involved with it. I I had a a weekly audio program for about uh, two years um, on the Internet, like you're doing, kind of, Mm -hmm. and uh, uh, had started having calls coming in from Iraq, and and on one of those calls, uh, it was uh, Minnesota National Guard. They were in different places in Iraq, and they had these soldiers connected from different places. And so we're talking, and it was a brigadier general that had organized it. 
And he said, about two-thirds of the way through the hour, he said, you know, Bobby, you ought to bring your talk show over to Iraq. And I said, sure. Sounds like a great idea. And then I got off and we were done. I thought, well, wait a minute. There's no way he's going to take me serious on that. I'm not going to Iraq. Well, that was in 2006. In the last six years, I've made five trips to Iraq, three to Afghanistan, been all over, many brigades, going on missions. I go into villages, uh, interview local people, uh, kind of do what I call go behind the scenes on the, the forward operating bases, the bases, and try to show people a little bit about how they live. And, um, and it's, it's all their stories, not mine. Um, you know, my goal, my mission with these two stories, because there's hundreds of videos now from wow. the six years. They're all on YouTube and on the DVD book series now. Uh, my goal is to get their stories out to millions. Uh, when, we, when we do the filming, there's no editing. Um, when I'm doing the interviews, I tell every single person, I don't care, you know, specialist, private, general, colonel. Yep. I always tell them the same thing. No F words, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do any, I don't want to do any editing, but it's all their stories. And it, what it does is it shows progress that happened over the years in Iraq and Afghanistan that most people in America haven't seen hardly any, if any of, because you don't see much of it on the news, you know? And so I, you know, <laughs> that's what I've been doing. And uh, right now we're planning another trip to Afghanistan. Unfortunately, I won't be able to go. I've had quite a few health issues since I've been back. I've been in and out of the hospital. As a matter of fact, I just had surgery Thursday. And, um, and I finally had to accept the fact that my trips over there were probably not going to happen anymore, but I have a team ready to go over. And so we're back raising money to cover the cost. That's what we do. I have to raise money for everything I do. Sure. Well, you certainly paved the way for this amazing process to be happening. So the people now are, are sort of following in your first footsteps, literally, and are able to continue this mission. How were you received when you did travel? Um, obviously, when the news uh, networks get to go over there, they're embedded with the with a, a division or whatnot. How were you able to get to chat with a lot of the uh, soldiers and the and the troops? Uh, well, the first time the Minnesota National Guard arranged everything because I didn't have a clue what to do, and then the second and third time I teamed up with a cable network that based out of Denver called Altitude Sports and Entertainment. And by that time, I had contacts. So I knew the process of, you know, submitting the paperwork and getting the, the units all lined up ahead of time. And so we did that. And then I was kind of on my own. But by that time, I kind of, you know, knew the process. And so, like, right now, we have four brigades waiting to find out when the team is going to be there. Um, one of them is from uh, a unit I was with two years ago in 2010 in Afghanistan. They're back in Afghanistan, the same province. I love doing that. I'm just disappointed I won't be able to be a part of that one, but I'll have the videos to show. Um, I did that quite often in Iraq. If you go back a year or two later to the same area, and the difference is like night and day. Wow. You know, and I get a lot, of, you'll see a lot of comments on the YouTube clips from people that were in that area, deployed there, and here I was a year or two later, and they're going, wow, I'm amazed. You know, right. and, and I have gold star families that lost a loved one over there. For them, you know, they can never get their loved one back, but it shows them that at least something good came out of it. 
Absolutely. Bob, what do you see as the biggest differences when you come back two years later? Um, Security, um, the reconstruction projects, the the, uh, infrastructure improvements. It's huge. The, uh, the, uh, The police, the Afghan army. Uh, the civilian organizations that are functioning again. And, you know, the same thing's happening in Afghanistan. It's really sad because most people in America don't know. You know, they don't have a clue. Like you were mentioning, Robin, earlier, my news site, thank you for your service.us. Every mm-hmm. day I add stories that come from the public affairs officers, you know, shows pictures and sometimes there's videos. Those same stories I get go out to hundreds of media. You don't see it. And that's kind of the way the media often is, is that they hear the, the stress, the, the anger, the, the negative things. And it's true. We need to hear these good stories because this is what, what I think we, we need to be fueled, go forward and to continue the good, the good in life. I, I guess there's just right. no other way of putting it. And sometimes it sounds a little utopian, but honestly, if you, try to pay it forward something good is going to happen down the road and i love the fact that what you're displaying in your stories and as you say years later the people who may have been there and struggled with things are now able to look at your stories and be able to say yes okay i saw this come to fruition i see it's come to fruition now it's happened and it's it's a good thing and as you say the families truly uh must be appreciative to know that uh, their loved ones, whether loved ones have come home or not, um, have certainly made an impact on the lives of so many people. Absolutely. And they can sit and watch with their families. I believe, and, and I get calls now a lot more lately from people involved with, like, networks and stuff. And apparently there may be nothing like this in the, summer, in the total of the years and the, the total amounts, the places I went, you know, unedited thing and all that. I, mm-hmm. I think I think the day will come where these will be shown in schools across the country. I, I hope would so. hope so. That sounds perfect. And uh, we've only got about a minute and a half, Bob, and I'm so sorry this has flown by. I want to direct everyone again to thank you for your service. Dot .us is the first website. And second website I want to direct people to is talkingwithheroes.com. In about right. a minute, how else can we help you, Bob, to uh, get stories out? Well, I ask everybody to kind of be like the media. Like if you're on social networking sites and you see the posts we're doing, you know, in the videos, we'll share it with your friends. It's really easy to do. Yeah, it took me a long time to learn all this stuff because I don't understand a lot of technical stuff. Um, but, yeah, and there's uh, as of this morning, we had jumped to almost 137,000 that have watched videos. We're, we're jumping over 1,000 a week now. So it's spreading. Um, and uh, we have some big announcements that I'm working on right now. You know, I've had people think because of what I'm going through my health, it's over. No, 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 no. We're just going <laughs> to take this to a whole nother level. I also, I've been around the country with veterans groups, military support groups. I'm hoping we can launch a 40-city tour next year to oh raise awareness. Goodness. I mean, it, we, we got a lot of we got a lot of plans, but it takes a whole bunch of people to do this, not just me. I'm not the Lone Ranger. 
It does. <laughs> Bob Calvert, thank you so much. We're going thank to uh, stay in touch with you so that we can keep your, you. keep your word going. Thank you for taking thank the you. time to introduce us to all of your work. Thank in you. a moment, we're going to be back with Marcella Stretch, our good friend from Parents of Deployed Service Members. Uh, we'll be back in a moment with Military Mom Talk Radio. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central, Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward. With tips, tools, and advice, and hard lessons learned, these pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central, on toginet.com. Lori Hurley, the social networking navigator, helps you overcome your overwhelm online and make social media easy. Every week, she shares the latest and greatest about social networking and welcomes industry experts and end users of different social media platforms to share their experiences moving their business forward online. Whether you are a Facebook fanatic or a lover of LinkedIn, Lori has you covered on all angles of social media, including Twitter, YouTube, blogging, Google+, and more. Lori shares her knowledge and love of educating others on all things social media with relevant material, engaging guests, and hot tips and techniques to help you soar down the social media highway. Join her every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time for the Social Networking News Hour here on the WooHoo Radio Network. There ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd. Bob was really super cool, wasn't he, Robin? Oh, absolutely. And his um, bio on his website is really interesting, and his mission is phenomenal. So I hope we can chat with him again real soon. 
I will. You know, we're going to book him again, and maybe some of the guys that are going over to Iraq and Afghanistan in this next trip, they can come back and talk to us about their experiences. Um, mm-hmm. I just think that's so great, and he's a parent. He needs to join Paws. Paws. <laughs> and I just said this to our, our next guest in the chat. I bet every single one of them knew what that lump in the throat was when his daughter threw that at him. At her, She was 18 and said, Dad, I'm joining the Army. Ah, yeah. That, that lump in the throat. Oh, my goodness. Well, and what a perfect segue to bring in uh, Marcella Stretch of Pods, which is Parents of Deployed Soldiers. Um, Marcella, when this, you know, when your child enlists and you go on this roller coaster ride of emotion, um, how can parents best support each other? Do we have Marcella? Am I online? Hi, there we go. <laughs> Hi. Hi, everybody. Um, to answer your question about how parents can best support each other is to link up with each other and build a bond and communication with each other, and that way they can share information at all times. You know, I I think, you know, it's just such a shocking thing unless you're a career military or a historical military family, you know, where fathers and sons and daughters, um, but, you know, when it comes out of the blue like that, it's got to be really overwhelming. Yes, it has to be because sometimes parents are not expecting their sons or daughters to come home and say, Mom, I'm going into the military. They sometimes expecting the parent to, um, the parent is expecting the child to say, "I'm on my way to college or you know to a different career yeah now when your son when your son enlisted uh, how did you how did you what did you think um I was okay with it so, I mean I was expecting it, but um I was expecting a different um what we call m o s um uh-huh. military jobs I was expecting a different job from him and i tried to get him to change his mind, but he wouldn't. <laughs> so that was my only, you know, my only, not saying problem, but that was my only situation with him going into the military was the MOS that he selected. I see. I see. How many How many uh, parents do you have in PODS right now? Now, PODS, for those of you listening who are not familiar, this is a very, very active private Facebook group that you need to contact Marcella to be part of, but it's well worth it because there's so much great information exchanged there. Well, as of today, we have 1,510 members in the group. Outstanding. Outstanding. And these members are all over the United States? That's correct. They're all over the United States. What do you see as their most, some of the most common questions, um, especially parents new to the military, ask in your group? The most common question that I see from the new parents, uh, you know, what to expect during deployment, how long will it take to hear from your son or daughter, how, you know, what can we put in a care package, um, how do we fill out the custom form, you know, things like that. And there's always someone there to help answer their question. Oh, lots. Every time I see a post on there, um, or I put a post on there, we get, you know, 20, 30, 100 replies. So it's a really great network uh, for parents to, to have a place to ask these questions because it's really, really overwhelming, um, I think, especially in the beginning. Um, now, I want to talk to you a little bit, too, and I'm sure, Robin, you do, too, about the Bring a Smile to Deployed Troops Project. What is this all about? 
Uh, that was a um, project that I thought of um, November last year around Thanksgiving. And the name of the project is called Bring a Smile to a Deployed Troop. And what I do is I maintain a list based on what the parents submit to me. And what I do is I distribute the list among different um, members who volunteer to bring a smile to a deployed troop. And what we do in that project is we send care packages to troops. And it could be um, your son or daughter battle buddy who never receives any mail or never receives any packages. And that person would re- receive a package from a complete stranger. So, and these these men and women, they might come from from uh, you know, um, they might come from the social services. I know a lot of our our young men and women that come out of the social services end up when they turn eighteen enlisting in the military, and they don't have any family members. That's correct. And what we rely on is we rely on our parents who have a son or daughter that are friends with that person to give to submit us that person's name and address, and we will make sure that they get a package. And we try to make sure they get one at least once a month. Oh, wow. And what are some things that you would put in a par- uh, care package like this? We mainly try to send them um, nutritional snacks, um, fruit, not fruit, but like canned fruit or, mm-hmm. um, you know, popcorn and, you know, even games. And, you know, I sent water balloons before because I knew it was hot in Afghanistan. So I sent a package of 500 water balloons, you know. Fun. And, you know, <laughs> and I thought that was going to be a little fun thing for them. And, you know, we send maybe like playing cards or checkers or, you know, things to occupy their time, books, you know, um, tapes, music, you know, things like that for them. That's so great. And then they can trade them with other people. They can share them. Um, I think that's yeah. so important. I mean, I know there's a lot of groups out there doing this, but I like that you're you're specifically targeting those troops that that don't get any mail, that don't have family or friends, you know, that are, are really watching over them. So it's it's just like a little angel care package. That's right. That's that's what we call it, an angel package. And it's all year. We try to make it an all year round project. At first, we was making it just for Thanksgiving because we said um, bring you know giving thanks to a deployed troop. But we decided to carry it on throughout the year. Yeah. Do you get any? Do does anybody ever write back? Do you get any feedback on these packages? Um, Parents do. Right back to the group and say, "Oh, I received a postcard from a person that I sent the troop, uh, sent the care package to." But we're not expecting them to send us anything or reply back to us because we know they are busy. But what happened to me one day? This was about over a month ago. I received a postcard from a um, from a captain in the Air Force who was thanking me for my package and saying that my package was a big hit and so forth. And they were very mm-hmm. happy to receive it. And was that the one with the water balloons? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So what yeah, are some... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to ask you, what are some um, funny things that people talk about putting in deployment packages? I mean, I know, um, you know, we we cooked <laughs> for our Go Army Homes cookbook, these pumpkin pies in a jar, you know, because they, they're jarred and they're sealed you know and they can go overseas they can be packed um mine you had to chip the crust out with a sledgehammer so the first maiden voyage wasn't very good but they appreciated it um do you have any um ideas on what people can put in their care packages you know for their own sons and daughters i love the water balloons i think that's such a great idea because it's light it's inexpensive and they can have a lot of fun with them 
Yes, indeed. Um, we um, maintain a list, of, like a suggestion list of ideas for care packages in our group. We have a document with a list of ideas. And parents, you know, depending on what season it is at that time in Afghanistan, that's what they, you know, pull from that list and decide what to put in. We did do cake in a jar when it was like a birthday for one of the troops. And how did your cake so in a jar turn out? Did you make one? My son, I did one for my son when he turned 21, and he said it was excellent. Oh, <laughs> that's great. Wow. <laughs> well, I will not send him a pumpkin pie in the jar because he'll go, Mom, your friend sent me this pumpkin pie in a jar, and it was awful. It tasted pretty mm-hmm. good, though. But I think it's the thought that counts. Yes, yes. I think they really enjoy receiving those packages. Yeah. <laughs> Now, how does somebody participate in in this? Do they just send you a, a email? They can send me a, a private message, mm-hmm. private message through Facebook, if they would like to be a person to send off a package, or if they would like to submit a person's name to receive a package. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, and. Um, Let's see. Uh, we've got Lisa D. coming into our chat right now, and she's got a message here that says, "Yes, I want to know. I want the world to know that if not for pods and being in a support group that understands that uh, myself and many others wouldn't make it through deployment." I think that's so powerful. Yes, it is. And so many people are so grateful. Even, you know, they want to know when their sons return from deployment, do they have to leave the group? And I say, no, your membership is forever. And they, that brings that just brightens up their day. Oh. To know that they can stay in the group even when their sons or daughters return. Well, there's so much that happens after, um, you know, deployment. I mean, so many changes happen not only in our service members but in the families. You know, time has gone by and, you know, events have been missed. I think there's still a lot of support that has to come to to the parents and to the families post-deployment. Yes, it is. Post-deployment is a whole different avenue that, you know, we each, you know, no one knows what to expect for post-deployment. And those parents who have already gone through a lot of, say, what you and many of the more experienced parents have, that's so invaluable to all of the newer ones that are coming in and becoming a part of the group. Marcella, we've come to the end of another segment. Uh, We want to direct everyone to Parents of Deployed Service Members on Facebook. You will just message Marcella and she uh, tell her a little bit about you, and then you can become a part of this this phenomenal group. Thank you, Marcella. You are a dear. Thank you so much, and you all have a great and awesome day. Take care. Coming up next in our next segment, we've got Autumn. Um, um, oh, I'm Arnold. So sorry. I don't have Autumn's last name in front Autumn of me. Autumn Arnold. <laughs> Arnold. Gee whiz, Autumn. I'm so sorry. She's she a double A battery. <laughs> she not only is a uh, small business entrepreneur, but she is a fitness e- expert, uh, advice person, and we're going to get a lot of it on the other side of the break here on Military. Mom Talk Radio. Please check us out on Facebook. Please check us out on iTunes and at MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com. Back in a moment.
Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Why do I feel so lousy? Why are my medications working? Why can't my doctor figure me out? These are just a few of the questions Dr. Kevin Connors will be exploring in Dr. Kevin Connors Live on Toginet.com. The author of the book, Help My Body is Killing Me, solving the connections of autoimmune disease to thyroid problems, fibromyalgia, depression, ADD, ADHD, and more. He'll dig into these and many other conditions to dissect the mechanisms of your problems. Giving God the glory and looking for answers to make you look and feel better. To make you feel whole again. For more on him, his book, and the show, check out UpperRoomWellness.com. Never be satisfied with a diagnosis. There is always a reason behind it. And if you can alter the mechanisms that led you down your current path, we can change your future. It's Dr. Kevin Connors, live here on Togginet.com. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lippman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and I want to thank uh, Bob for being on the show. I want to thank Marcella for being on the show. Two really powerful people making a lot of changes, making a lot of headway, helping an awful lot of people. Rob, do you have their websites handy? I have uh, TalkingWithHeroes.com. I have... um Thank you for your service.us and of course the Facebook group of uh, parents of deployed service members. You want to go there. So that is who we've had and now we're here to welcome Autumn Arnold. Sandra, you know, tell us a little bit about Autumn. I met Autumn because she lost I think close to 40 pounds. I didn't recognize her in Staples. She looked fantastic. She looked happy and healthy. She's a divorced mom of two. I looked at her and thought, here she is doing what, you know, I'm struggling with every day, which is to keep myself in good health and shape um, while raising my two kids on my own. And I thought, mm. 
so many of our military moms are on their own while their husbands are away and deployed, and same thing with the moms of our deployed uh, service members. So I thought, how fun would it be to bring Autumn on? She's, this is her second uh, time on our show to mm-hmm. talk about health and fitness, because one of the things that happens, I think, um, uh, I think happens to us when we're struggling, especially with deployment issues and we're on our own or we're lonely or we're sad, we're sad. A lot of times we eat and we don't right. feel motivated to go to the gym and work out. And we really do stop taking care of ourselves um, kind of as an emotional reaction to the deployment. And fear, I know fear and anxiety, that makes me eat. I Honestly, everything mm-hmm. makes me eat. But, you know, I could... <laughs> Well, There's the, a bag of chips solves everything some days. <laughs> Isn't that true? You also had a, a great show on um, Motherhood Talk Radio recently talking about how do we take care of ourselves. You had Mark Williams on and that identifying who who am I and how can I take care of me if I can't identify myself. That was a real interesting conversation. And I think um, Autumn can really give us a little bit of insight because – if we're not taking care of ourselves, then nobody else is going to. It's true, Autumn. You know, when we, when you know, as moms and, you know, single moms, and that's typically what happens a lot of times to our moms while their husbands are on deployment, it adds a new level of stress into trying to take care of yourself. And I'm going to add in another stressor right now, which you wouldn't think is a stressor, but it is, is vacation. Mm-hmm. You know, going on vacation and not eating everything in sight because I'm at my dad's house with my brothers and sisters and all their kids and I try not to keep chips and cookies and junk in my house because I have no self-control. It's not the kids. <laughs> my own problem, um, but there's so much food around and it's all good food and it's all fattening food. And, you know, Amber, I'm hoping you have some strategies for me this week on how to get through this vacation week without, you know, blowing my diet and eating everything in sight. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm right there with you. It, it's really hard to be, you know, on vacation. But, you know, I, I'd like to just say one thing on, you know, the depression. I, I can't say that I understand as far as having a, a child on, um, you know, on leave or out there in the military um, yet. Hopefully we'll see what my kids decide to do when they get older and come to that age. But, you know, if, if, if the parents are, as ourselves aren't taking care of ourselves, then it's harder for us to take care of them even, you know, if when they do come home or they're here. So it's important that you keep that mental clarity. You know, if you're exercising, you have mental awareness, you're more clear. You know, if we get fall back into that depression and then we eat because we're depressed, I know there's a lot of people out there who are emotional eaters. Um, then you don't want to go outside and then you get stuck in the house and, you know, slowly but surely you start cutting people out of your life because of it. So it is really important that, that exercise and nutrition, you know, stay where they need to be as hard as it, as hard as it is. Um, and the vi- on vacation, oh, my goodness. Well, um, I have a fantastic product that's called Thermobond um, in our company, and it absorbs saturated fat. So what I like to do... When I'm when I'm out there and going on trips, or even if I'm going to be away for an entire day um, out of the nutrition center, is make sure I have my thermobond with me. Because if I do happen to go to the drive-through, try and make a healthier choice, but I take that thermobond, absorbs the fat, saturated fat, and I can feel less guilty about what I've eaten that I wasn't supposed to eat. Um, 
But, like, for yourself, being in a hotel or, you know, on vacation, making healthier food choices but allowing yourself to have one bad meal a day, I think, is a really good um, solution to that, to maintain a balance, to keep that weight off, at least maintain while you're gone. Well, that's I love that. Like, I'm going to maintain while I'm gone. I'm not going to, you know, concentrate on losing while I'm gone. Because I also, you know, food is a big part of, you know, we had my mom's burial last week, so we had a big buffet after she was buried. And, you know, I kind of cut myself some slack that day. But part of vacation is having fun and eating different things and going out to fast food, which we don't normally do as a family. Right. right. So I think you're right. I think I can do the one one treat a day while I'm on vacation, and then you're just going to have to come to my house and, like, cut me off cold turkey when I land. <laughs> I'm ready when you're ready. When are you supposed to be back? <laughs> I'm flying back next Monday. I'm hopefully okay. going to be on the show if my plane is late, but I think we're going to have to do some serious triage upon my return. <laughs> you got it. I just I find that, you know, if you... You can't just cut everything out, and um, especially when you're on vacation, because it is fun to go out and eat and not have to prepare, try and prepare meals at home. Um, you know, if you go to breakfast, try and pick something healthier. That way you can save your bad meal for your dinner time and maybe have a drink if you wanted to, too. Well, and you know, Autumn, I was and Robin, I was really happy this year when I came home because you know I I'm pretty open about this. I gained 30 pounds after my mom died. I was really doing great up until the point she died, and then I just kind of fell off the wagon and put on 30 pounds in like seven, eight months. And um, but what I've been doing is I have been working out. Autumn, you saw me at the park doing my uh-huh. walks. I certainly did. And um, this year when I came home, I wore a smaller bathing suit, and when we went to go tubing as a family, um, you know, which you pull a big tube behind the boat, I put on the big life jacket, you know, the big girl life jacket, and it was too big. So I had to put on the medium girl life jacket. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Of course, that means my boobs went down. (laughs) (laughs) We want to lose it where we want to lose it, but overall, I was a smaller size this year, so I was really thrilled with that. That's always fun to put on something that was a, a little bit bigger before, or tight before and smaller now. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so what other tips do you have um, for me and for everybody else that's going through uh, these next couple of weeks? Because this is prime vacation time. You know, the last two weeks and and. July, first week in August is really when so many people go on vacation. Um, I love the one meal a day cheat. Mm-hmm. Um, I love using a fat blocker if you're going to do that to try to give yourself a little help. Yep. Um, what about, you know, exercise? How do we fit that in? Um, you know, it is really hard to fit exercise in over the course of the summertime because, you know, like we t- talked about before, the kids are home, so that's difficult, and you have trips, so that's difficult. And because of the kids are home, you have more junk food in the house than you would normally have. Like you, I can't stay out of it, so I don't buy it. Um, I don't have that willpower at home in, in the evening when that sweet tooth comes in to stay out of it, so I just don't even buy it at all. Um, but, you know, it's just... I don't really have an exact answer for that, but don't pound yourself over not doing it. Rather than stressing out about not doing it, just decide that, you know, for that one month maybe exercise just isn't going to work into the schedule, and that's okay. It's okay to not do it for that month or two over the summertime when things are tough and you're going on vacation. But, you know, at the same time, if you're on vacation, you're with the family, you can take a family hike or go on a walk or try and take vacations that are a little bit more active than you normally would do um, you know, at home. 
Well, and I've been trying to do some of these activities with my kids where I used to be more static. Like my new plan, you're going to be proud of me for soccer this year. Um, my, I, you, you know, I thought about what you were talking about with, you know, getting the, all the moms involved to walk and things. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, well, how can I get this to work? And then I thought, we all go to soccer practice, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays at the park. Right. And I thought, you know what? Normally I get my lounge chair, I have my cup of coffee, <laughs> I park myself in there, and I gossip with all the other moms. Yeah. So I was thinking my new plan for fall is going to be to put my kids down. I'm not going to bring my chair. And I'm going to walk. I'm going to walk the perimeter of the field so I can still see my kids practice. I can still be present if they need me. I don't have to let my coach be a babysitter. But I could get in an hour's worth of walking during practice. So I thought that was kind of pretty cool. That's fantastic, actually. We've been we've been doing a hike on Sunday evenings and getting groups of people together to go with us. And it's about a two-and-a-half-mile hike. It takes us about an hour and ten minutes. So you could easily get in two miles within that one hour, which would be fantastic. Three days a week. Right, perfect. and I'm sitting anyway. I'm right. there, right. but it just never occurred to me to actually right. get up. Yeah, yeah, we're doing that up at the football field because, you know, we started football for five days a week practice right now. Holy smokes. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So are you guys walking at the park during football? You know what? I haven't been, but that's only because I've already been working out twice a day, you know, four minutes in the morning and about – 20 minutes in the afternoon, so by the time I get to the field, I'm ready to sit. (laughs) Oh, well, you're pooped, but I sit at a computer all day, so I'm looking forward to going, you know what, instead of bringing my Kindle to read and, you know, working on my phone, I'm going to take that hour. The kids are working out, and I'm going to do my workout. Yeah, though, that is a really great, because there is a lot of kids out there that are in sports and doing that sort of thing. Lots of moms just drop them off, go run their errands, and, you know, it's good to, to get up and get walking and get your exercise in, too, while the kids are. Yeah, get moving. Yeah. Autumn Arnold, you have such common sense, and all we need to do is just listen to your patient voice and know that we've got it in us too somewhere. And thanks for bringing it out in us. Thank you. Um, Next week, we have uh, Bubba Mills coming to us from Cork. In coaching, we have a gentleman, Colonel Timmerman. He's the family liaison to talk to us about uh, the POW. Bergdahl, and I believe I said his name correctly, Bo uh, Bergdahl. And we also have Joyce Faulkner coming. She is from Military Writers Society of America. And um, we are always pleased when we have Joyce come and visit us. Thanks to Bob Calvert from uh, Talking with Heroes, and thanks to Marcella Stretch from Parents of Deployed Service Members. Always so excited when they come. And again, thanks Autumn Arnold for giving us that common sense to make us all be healthier and more active and we're going to get out there and walk enjoy the rest of your week everyone we'll see you next week on military mom talk radio bye everyone